Brought to you by Fruitnet Media, this is Fruitbox. Hello and welcome to Fruitbox, Fruitnet's series of conversations about the fresh fruit and vegetable business with me, Chris White. Every week I talk down the line with people from across the world of fresh produce about some of the biggest issues they face today. I want these conversations to give you the best insight into how to do better business in fresh fruits and vegetables. Now, much of the focus of the business at the moment is on costs and and how best to manage these rising cost pressures in your own business. So who better to talk to than to someone for whom high costs are a fact of life? And, And that takes us to the other side of the world, to the wonderful country of Australia, which must rank as one of the most expensive places in the world to do business in fresh fruits and vegetables. Well, let's find out more. I'm delighted to be joined down the line from Sydney in Australia by Matt Palisi, the Managing Director of Red Rich Fruits. Matt, welcome to Fruitbox. Chris, thank you, mate. I'm very excited to talk all things fruit and vegetables with you. Big fan of the podcast and, mate, love the work that you're sharing with the rest of the world, mate. Oh, thank you. That's kind of you. Now, um, you're speaking to me this morning uh, from from Sydney. Uh, you've been hard at the work at uh, hard at work at the market this morning since well before the crack of dawn. I, I'd like to come to these issues of costs in a moment, but first, tell our fruit box listeners something about Red Rich Fruits. What is it you do? So look, Red Rich Fruits, we're a third generation vertically integrated farming business. So started by the Napoleon family in 1948 in Victoria and Australia, growing apples and pears. And that has, you know, developed into a huge sort of grower packer shipper, which now grows apples, pears, citrus, mangoes and stone fruit with over three and a half thousand acres under production. We market for 90 growers across Australia. And, you know, as most farmers know that listen to this podcast, most of the hard work gets done before the sun rises, mate. So at the markets, we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, you, you mentioned you're based in Victoria, but you're farming right across Australia, are you? In, in, in all the uh, regions of Australia or mostly on the eastern side of Australia where you are today? Uh, so, so, we, so our farms range from the Yarra Valley in Victoria. We've got our, our markets then and distribution centre in New South Wales citrus farms in Queensland and our mango properties are through the Northern Territory. So we're, we're, we're pretty much covering most of the country. Yeah, which is, uh, uh, let's not forget, several thousand miles from one, uh, one uh, part of Australia to another. Now, I mentioned in my intro about your high costs in Australia. I mean, that's true, isn't it? Land, water, power, labour, packaging, fertiliser, simply everything in Australia is, is expensive. Is, am I right? Yes, absolutely. So freight, packaging and fertilisers are comparable to around the world. Obviously, there's a little bit of shipping costs to get them here, but our labour is is off the the charts here. And, you know, it it was expensive before COVID and the pandemic. And now it's just, you know, between the shortages and, you know, the the cost and availability of labour, it's it's tough. But yeah, Australia is a a tough place to do business in fresh produce. And and your cost of labour then, uh, which you've said is is so significant, must be one of the biggest factors to have an impact on your on your profitability. Now, Australia pretty much has full employment. So how do you mitigate these these labour costs? We talked about automation in our last podcast is is this then the solution for you too that you need to automate everything 
Yeah, so short-term labour is the biggest challenge to our business and most produce businesses around the world. We've transitioned because of the lack of, you know, tourist or backpacker transit workers. We've, we've, we've transitioned to Pacific Islander programs or overseas worker programs. So 80% of our workforce is international now, which we house, you know, move around. And then they do, a, you know, a three to six month period, which, which has been great for our business. We've implemented a whole bunch of tech to try and measure these costs. So everything gets measured daily back to the block and then the yield is measured. So we're doing everything we can to increase yield to try and offset some of these costs. But, you know, I agree. And, and you've talked about it a bit on the podcast. Automation in the next five to 10 years is going to accelerate. So whether that's driverless tractors, drones, robotics, you know, increased tech across the orchard for, for water management. I think as that capital cost comes down, you'll see a real entry into the market for most farming businesses because, you know, as you're aware, it's it's hard to make that transition because of that capital cost. So as that gets better, we're going we're going to see it. And look, it'll be the only solution if if labour costs continue to rise. You're making some some big investments in in apple production in in Australia at the moment. You're you're a man, uh, and we can hear this already. Who, who's worked in finance before you got into fruit growing? What makes the market in Australia so interesting for you? Well, I, yeah, I was a CPA accountant in a previous life, and that was supposed to be our little secret, Chris. <laughs> but um, no, look, our, our business continues to expand. So we're the commercialization agent for the Cosmic Crisp Apple in Australia. So we're currently, you know, through the process on our own farms and and growers farms planting 560,000 trees. But look, fresh produce, as we're all aware, it's the most exciting, challenging and rewarding industry in the world. So the, it's got some of the best people Every day is a challenge and it keeps you getting out of bed ready for action. Like no two days are the same. No two seasons are the same. You know, so why wouldn't you love it? But I, I can see that kind of, uh, as it were, the, the, the personal, you know, the, the rewards that you get from a job that really is exciting and rewarding from that point of view, but rewarding in terms of the dollars and cents that it pays you. It, it, there, there are other more rewarding industries, surely. Uh, yeah, look, there, look, that may be true, but you know, in terms of in terms of fresh produce, it's it's recently been more challenging. You know, it has it, the, the returns have been okay. You know, in 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 farming, considering you know the returns on revenue, I, I think I think into the future we're going to see a lot of opportunities. Like there, are, you know, people get bogged down in that. You know, the margins are getting squeezed. Yeah, that's correct. But I think outside of this, I think the next five years there's going to be heaps of opportunities. And if you believe. You know, most of the the rhetoric around the food shortage, we're going to see some opportunities where this. I honestly believe this will become a higher margin industry as you know the world runs out of food. Like, you know, I, I think it's it's a it's a war of attrition. It's an infinite game. You know, so if you're playing the longer game, there's going to be opportunities there for us. Now, I think it needs to be said, of course, that the market in Australia is is isn't as open as other parts of the world, and I wonder if this kind of colours your your view of the future so and 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 australia as a country is also pretty remote so that means the levels of competition that you face perhaps aren't half as fierce as in other parts of the world you've you've got it much easier than many haven't you well i'm not sure i agree but yeah no so australia is australia is closed for imports primarily so i would have said the ledge is pretty even with our cost of doing business our remote nature from the rest of the world i would have said it's easy but look, we'd, we'd love for Australia to be a little bit more open for exports as well, you know, but that comes with the increased imports pressure. The, the challenge with that is population. So like we're trying to feed, you know, 21 odd million people here, which is, you know, there's some cities, there's some cities over there that have got more people than that. So, 
you know, what the, the, the challenges here, Australia, Australia too, is so you've got the increased cost of production, the cost of moving everything as well. You know, like, like you said, we're, we're, we're moving product from our Victorian site three and a half thousand kilometres to get it to our Queensland distribution centres. You know, like it's, it's not easy, but, you know, no, no, nowhere in farming is doing it easy at the moment. So, you know, the rest of the world, the rest of the world is, is, is having the same challenges. But you you face um, some very significant challenges in Australia. You you've just mentioned just just one of them there. Uh, let's turn to the to the food retail market because there in Australia it's also highly concentrated, uh, and and generally speaking, in my experience, and uh, that that tends to lead to very fierce price competition between the various food retailers who aren't many for market share. Is that a factor in your market too? This this real focus on on price yeah absolutely so it, that's exaggerated in australia so we've only got really three major retailers so you know here so the the, the price promotion equation the value equation the constant insatiable drive for market share between those retailers is is like you said fierce so you know you really have to focus on knowing what you've got before you've got it because oversupply here can be disastrous in terms of deflated prices so you really have to manage that that market and your supply chain well, or you know you you, you can see 10, 15, 20 percent deflation year on year pretty easy. And and those uh, retailers, that's the Coles Group, Woolworths, and and now we've seen the arrive uh, the arrival of of Aldi in a big way into into the Australian market. Is that right? Yeah, correct. So Aldi, well, they've been here for a while now. So yeah, I think Aldi in Australia is doing about eleven billion dollars now. So they've they've had a a decent impact on the market and obviously was the first dis- discount retailer to hit the to hit, yeah, the market here. Uh, with some very nice stores as well, I see. Yeah, look, they, look, all, all the retailers here in our experience do a pretty good job. It's 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 a competitive marketplace, so they all push pretty hard. But they're, look, we've found most of the retailers here pretty fair with the fresh produce guys. Now, let, let's turn to the, to the shopper. You Australians are, are a patriotic bunch, um, and I say that as an Englishman. <laughs> it means that local consumers are, are very happy to support locally grown Australian fresh fruits and vegetables. And, and shoppers pay very high prices for their produce, and they do so, it seems, with few complaints. How, how do you manage that? Oh, look, we, we love the fact on how patriotic Australians are. That I'm not sure they do it without complaint. <laughs> so it's obviously the cost the cost of living pressures here are, are pretty pretty significant at the moment. So that's I would say that's that's a constant pendulum that swings, and it, it's very difficult to get the prices we require to be sustainable and at a price that they afford. But you know, like we we focus we focus on our value equation. So we grow the best quality product we can. So price becomes less relevant, but you know, it's a challenge in this market and, and, and we're kidding ourselves if we think it's not. So so you say you're saying that the Australian shopper really, when they see quality, they're very happy to pay, uh, well, very happy is perhaps a relative term, but they're happier to pay the, the higher prices that you would hope that produce would command. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So, so they're happy to pay a fair and reasonable price for that great quality produce experience. It's all a very positive story, and, uh, uh, and and the way you're surmounting these challenges, and and you sound a positive kind of guy. Are there really no dark clouds on the horizon for you in Australia? I mean, there must be some. I mean, we talk a lot about climate change, and that must really affect you uh, down under. Yeah, look. So I describe it as we're pessimistically optimistic, right, about the challenges that we face. So 
climate change for everyone is the big dark cloud that's hanging over our industry. So in Australia in particular, we're seeing huge extremes in weather. So we're seeing major flooding like La Nina, the, the events we've had, we've had two major flooding events. We're about to get a third. You know, if you're a vegetable farmer or, a tr- or you know, or a, or a fruit farmer, that's impossible 500 mil rain either before a season or during a season, you know, and then extreme heat seems to be the other the other challenging factor for most of most of the growers here. You know, we're seeing 40 degree days for longer periods in summer and then we're seeing warmer sort of milder winters so you're not getting those cold snaps to be able to do it. So, you know, cl- climate change is a, is a challenge overproduction you know it's a similar story to the rest of the world you know while the times were good five to ten years ago everyone you know increased their production because we're trying to get better yields per hectare we're planting more so we've got better efficiencies in our business and then now we've all been hit with you know a huge growth period and now we've been stuck with deflated prices and rising costs so how that you know how that affects all the businesses over the next five to ten years is is a challenge but again we're pessimistically optimistic. We think it's we think it's going to be hard work and it's going to be a challenge. But farmers are the most resilient out of any industry going around. And you know, I honestly believe if if we stay at it, we can deliver food to the world and and be prosperous. Well, that's a very positive note on which to end. Matt, that's all we've got time for today on Fruitbox. I was joined here on Fruitbox all the way from Sydney in Australia by Matt Palisi of Red Rich Fruits. Matt, thank you so much for joining me on Fruitbox. No, Chris, thank you. And keep it up, mate, because like I said, education is the key to success. And like I said, I listen to every episode and I love getting access and hearing to what other people around the world are doing, mate. So no, we appreciate it. Well, thank you. And thank you so much for sharing your uh, views today uh, with us and with our listeners. You can find today's conversation with Matt and the many others I'm having here on Fruitbox On our website, fruitnet.com, I share every episode of Fruitbox on my profile on LinkedIn. So connect with me there too. Post comments on what you hear and please reshare my post with your followers. And don't forget to let me know what issues you want to hear discussed here on Fruitbox. Stay tuned and continue to make Fruitbox your regular weekly listen. That was Fruitbox and this is Chris White. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. To sponsor a future episode, please email advertising at fruitnet.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Fruitnet Live. And don't forget you can keep up to date with all the latest fresh produce industry news at fruitnet.com.